The other thing I would say is don't be the biggest secret in your own company or your own industry. You have to do this tactfully. You know, you cannot come across as somebody whose success has gone to their head. You know, you, you cannot behave in a, you know, you, it, can't, it can't come across as hubris, right? You have to do it tactfully. You have to do it humbly. And that is why it is important to capture your hustle and merchandise yourself, your personal brand uh, out there on social media. And the way to do it is to give credit. Okay, thank your team, thank the boss's support, merchandise the results, how the company is doing, all of that will be looked at as very favorably. It will not be looked at as, you know, you're trying to hog credit. It will be looked at as, here's a team player who's celebrating the success that has occurred. Because every little thing matters and your career is your responsibility. Because you cannot claw your way to the top. You know, you really have to be carried there. And when you become that person who's celebrating, very genuinely celebrating the successes that you and the team have been able to achieve, the hard work, the sleepless nights, the late hours, the projects, all of that that it took, you know, then it's coming from a very um, authentic source. It's coming from a very uh, appropriate place inside you. And that will be looked at as, you know, uh, uh, very welcomingly. So I think uh, that is the right time and the right context to set up to be able to have this conversation um, where the chances that you will receive a favorable outcome are much higher. Your career is like a living, breathing organism and building great careers requires nurturing them with strategic guidance. Hi, my name is Savan Kapoor and I'm India's leading career coach, also known as The Career Guy. Welcome to The Career Headquarters. comprehensive career podcast on the internet where I will bring you groundbreaking insights on everything career related. Whether you are seeking a career abroad or wanting to switch industries, whether you are entry level or a mid-career professional or a senior leader, I have seen it all. As an award-winning CEO of one of the largest and most profitable beverage alcohol companies, my career spanned three continents, multiple industries and provided me with an accelerated roadmap to the very top. So if you want to build an exceptional career and 3x your paycheck, this podcast is for you. Welcome to today's episode of Career Headquarters, the most comprehensive career podcast. Hi, Savan, how are you? Hi, Deepa, I'm well, how are you? I'm good as well. Uh, so, Savan, we are in March now and uh, the financial year is closing and it's the season for performance appraisal. Right, yeah. yes. So, uh, today we're going to talk about um, something that a lot of working professionals struggle with and uh, that is how to approach your boss for a salary hike or promotion. Hmm. So, um, this can be a daunting task, so much so that a lot of professionals, even though they put in the effort, they end up putting off the conversation for months and even years. So, what are your thoughts on this? Um, see, uh, <clears throat> you're not going to get up one day suddenly and go ask your boss for a raise, hmm. right? I mean, there has to be some context to this. Yes, it's a very daunting task and a lot of people feel not confident or they doubt themselves. Well, I suppose if you never ask, the answer is always a no, right? But <clears throat> the, the, the thought here is that it is a strategic 
well calculated, good intentioned um, thought process that needs to play out for you to be able to secure that race, mm. right? I mean, it's built on the foundation that your work needs to be, um, you know, worthy of being given that race. So, um, the process is quite strategic if you look at it. And, you know, the answer to this question comes in a manner where, you know, uh, you have to go back to when you started that role. Okay, so let me take you back for a minute to when you start in that new role or transition to a new company or have got a promotion, whatever the situation may be. See, at that point, you need to plant that seed. Okay, and what I mean by planting that seed is that there are five very important conversations you need to have with your supervisor to be at that point for this to work later on. Okay. So the first conversation that you need to have with your supervisor is a diagnosis of the situation. Okay. What does your supervisor or your immediate boss uh, look at as the problem or the opportunity in the situation? What, what is their perspective, right? The more likely you look at the problem the same way, the more likely you will also agree on uh, the solution, solution. right? But at the same time, I mean, this is not to squash your thinking. You could have a difference of opinion. And that is where, you know, with a good boss, all of that will come out onto the table so that you can make more sense of what needs to be fixed or what opportunity needs to be capitalized on. So that's the first conversation that you need to have. The second conversation that you need to, ha uh, need to have with your supervisor when you start a role is around how would they define success? What are the KPIs they are going to measure you on? What do you need to have achieved for them to consider you successful in the role that you will be playing? So how is success defined is essentially the conversation that needs to occur here. Because once you know categorically that these are the milestones I need to hit, <coughs> excuse me, or, you know, this is what I need to get done, then, you know, without having that done, you don't get entry to that table where you can talk about this conversation that I deserve a raise, right? The, the third conversation that you need to have is a conversation around their management style. How do they want you to report? Because see, you have to fit in with that person's mission. That person is not obligated to change. You are the one who has to fit into the way they manage and control. You're joining a situation that is already in progress. Hmm. Right? There are specific conditions and personalities already in play when you join a company. Right? So, uh, how would they like you to handle the team? Uh, what are the core values of the organizations? How do they want you to report in? Does it need to be a daily email? Is it a formal system of reporting? Uh, or is it a casual system? A phone call you know, will do. Uh, what are the weekly formal, uh, formalities around reporting? Monthly recaps? performance reviews of what got done, what didn't get done. So you have to understand that individual's management style and you have to fit in with that. That's the third conversation. The fourth conversation is a conversation around resources. So to be able to achieve that success, you will need some resources in terms of the timeline that is required, uh, <clears throat> the people resources that may be required how many people you need to have on your team and in what roles hmm. and the financial budgets, the financial resources that would be required. 
so you need to put in a new, you know, deploy a new technology or a new software. I mean, that that requires resources to be yes. built or to be purchased. So the resource conversation is a very important conversation. Uh, for example, if a sales professional has to achieve 100 crores in sales, right? Current sales of the company are 70 crores and they need to take it to 100 crores. That's the goal. And to do this, uh, they need to have a team of a dozen people. But the company is only giving them four people, hmm. right? Now, this will impact the timeline. Not to say it can't be done, but it will impact the timeline because the work of 12 people is going to fall on four people, right? So, uh, this resource conversation is something... Uh, that you have to negotiate for your own success. You have to set your your own self up for success. And the fifth conversation you need to have is conversation around your own growth and development. So what is in it for you? If you are successful, what is in it for you? Is your boss or your <clears throat> supervisor aligned with your accelerated growth? Mm -hmm. What is that next step that you will be able to take Maybe it is a vertical step up. Maybe it is increase in horizontal scope. Maybe it's a cross-functional responsibility. Maybe it's a new market, new geography, new division, new team. Hmm. You know, so whatever that may mean, that conversation also needs to be had. So the advantages of this report is that it makes the expectations clear both ways. What you need to get done and what they will get done once you have gotten done what you needed to get done. Right? And it's clear and it's fair, mm. right? So no one can hide. It's not subjective anymore. Mm. And therefore, it becomes very easy to detect if an employee is playing a pseudo game or if the employer is playing that pseudo game, right? Yeah. So uh, this allows you to present, you know, your best effort and expect the best from the company mm. as well. So... I would strongly recommend that people who are starting in a new role or have been promoted and they care about how to be able to ask your boss for a raise at some point, think through these five conversations. Can you just state the five conversations once again? Yes, of course. Uh, the first one is diagnosing the situation. The second one is defining the expectations of success. The third one is their management style, understanding how they want you to report. Uh, the fourth one is the resource conversation and the fifth one is the conversation around your personal growth and next step. All right, thank you. Um, you mentioned one sense of self-worth sometime back. So uh, does that have a connection to your ability to ask your boss for a raise or a promotion? Of course. I mean, there is a very strong correlation between the two. You know, the higher your esteem, the more you are coming from a place of confidence. And I'll tell you, in this work, I meet two types of professionals. So I meet a prof professional who has lost their belief in themselves. Hmm. They do not consider them uh, themselves worth of uh, a bigger paycheck, right? Uh, they have not uh, learned how to define the value of failure strategically. Hmm. They've taken a beating at the hands of life. And they've let that beating define them. Hmm. And therefore, <clears throat> you know, they've lost the game in their head even before they lose it in real life hmm. out there. The conversation that they are having them with themselves has become a disempowered conversation. Now, this is a limiting belief that some professionals get into. And it can be very difficult to get out of this negative spiral. 
right? Where you're doubting yourself all the time, right? Uh, so that's one type of professional that I meet. The second type of professional that I meet is someone who believes in themselves, but at the same time, they are also afraid that if they raise their salary expectation, that they will price themselves outside the market mm. and that no one will hire them. And I want you to understand both of these limiting beliefs are just that. They are limiting beliefs in people's heads, right? Um, you have to push yourself to that limit of failure to know what your boundaries are. And your boundaries are not a static concept. They are ever expanding, right? So even for the individual who uh, is, you know, in that position where they believe that they are worth more, there is a way to go ahead because you are only, uh, you know, you, you only get what you pay for, mm. right? And I can tell you, if you look at software engineers or you look at cars or you look at operations professionals, you look at finance professionals, look in any field, okay? Um, there are multiple offerings that are priced very differently that do the same job. You can hire a software engineer that is making a lakh and a half a month mm. and you can hire a software engineer that is asking for five lakhs a month, right? They do the same thing, but it's the richness and the depth of their experience. Much like in cars, you have a Fiat, you have a Ferrari, right? Even within a brand, even within a Mercedes, there is a C-class and an S-class, yeah. right? So, the, and the car will do the same thing. It will only take you from point A to point B, right? But the experience of owning and driving a Ferrari is a very different experience versus owning and driving a Fiat, mm. right? So, you get what you paid pay for. So, it's very important to understand that. But you need to be able to market yourself in accordance with your caliber and your worth. Yes. Developing your caliber and your worth is what you have focused on. But you have not learned how to market that convincingly, mm. right? Because that's not taught in the formal system mm. of education. Because, see, when you ask for a higher salary, that actually can be a very reassuring thing to the right employers. Mm. Because it's the best reflection of your self-worth, right? So, see, money cannot be looked at in isolation. Uh, but most people take up a job because they want to improve the quality of life of the people who are dependent on them. Yes. Right? So, it cannot be looked at in isolation, but it is a very important variable. So, that's what I would say, you know, in terms of the correlation between your esteem and, and uh, you know, what you are worth, how you market yourself, there is a very strong relationship between the two. What is the best time to approach your boss for a race and how can one best prepare for this conversation? Never. <laughs> no, uh, that's, a, that's a very good question. Uh, see, uh, I was talking earlier about the uh, five, five conversation. conversations that you're supposed to have with your boss when you start a road. The fifth conversation there is what's in it for you mm. should you be successful, right? But when you first join a new role, you just need to preface that. Mm. You just need to preface the fact that if I'm successful, given my responsibilities, then I'd like the opportunity to come back and pick this conversation up again. And when you pick it up again is when you're 90, 95% uh, 
uh, towards the finish. Yes, you know when the finish line is in sight, when you know that you're through uh, in 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 that way, where uh, the outcome is not uh, being guessed anymore. Everyone knows, everyone can see it that you are going to be successful with whatever project or task hmm. that there was. That is what we call context setting. Hmm. So setting the context here is much more important than the content of what you will talk about. Hmm. I'm not saying that content is not important, but this context needs to be set in place for you to be able to have an you know, uh, advantageous conversation with regard to what you have been able to do, the content, hmm. right? So, examine the larger picture at that time. Hmm. Play the game smartly, right? This is just a street smart conversation. Hmm. So, if the economy is doing well, the company has had a great quarter, your boss has just gotten a good review, hmm. all of these things are favorable for you to have this conversation. You know, he will give you high marks at that time. Uh, the other thing I would say is don't be the biggest secret in your own company or your own industry. You have to do this tactfully. You know, you cannot come across as somebody whose success has gone to their head. You know, you, you cannot behave in a, you know, you, it, can't, it can't come across as hubris, right? You have to do it tactfully. You have to do it humbly. And that is why it is important to capture your hustle and merchandise yourself, your personal brand, uh, out there on social media and the way to do it is to give credit okay thank your team thank the boss's support merchandise the results how the company is doing all of that will be looked at as very favorably it will not be looked at as you know you're trying to hog credit it will be looked at as here's a team player who's celebrating the success that has occurred because every little thing matters and your career is your responsibility because you cannot claw your way to the top. You know, you really have to be carried there. And when you become that person who's celebrating, very genuinely celebrating the successes that you and the team have been able to achieve, the hard work, the sleepless nights, the late hours, the projects, all of that that it took, you know, then it's coming from a very um, authentic source. Hmm. It's coming from a very uh, appropriate place inside you. And that will be looked at as, you know, uh, uh, very welcomingly. So I think uh, that is the right time and the right context to set up to be able to have this conversation um, where the chances that you will receive a favorable outcome are much higher. All right. Um, so sometimes the situation could be such that despite your best effort, you get a no, whatever the reason might be. So how can one recover from this disappointment and ensure that they don't lose their enthusiasm for the work that they're doing? Hmm. <laughs> uh, see, anyone can be happy uh, when everything is well. Hmm. When your relationships are in place, uh, there is some money in the pocket, uh, there's food on the table, there's a roof over your head, uh, your health is in order. It's very easy to be happy at that time. Your mindset is only tested, it only matters when things are off track, right? Uh, so again, I go back to understanding the strategic value of failure because your growth is only going to occur on the boundary of support and challenge. And I think I've talked about, you know, that muscle example earlier in the gym where only when it reaches failure is it truly growing, right? So failure is not the opposite of success. 
it is the precursor of success the lotus only blossoms in the muck you know um failure is what gives success its meaning right you have to have a darkness for a light to have value um so you have to understand that uh, the failure that is happening with you if you get a no if you are disappointed you are rejected uh that is fundamental to development okay um winners will do it one more time because life ultimately is a numbers game hmm and you have to understand this you want to maximize your chances of winning keep trying i have failed more times than most people have even tried and that is the reason that i'm winning an, at the numbers game there's no other special secret to the sauce you know it's all about if you have the capacity to get up one more time and do it that's it uh, there was a very nice story about this insurance salesman who used to go door to door to sell insurance now that's a really tough job you know to go and knock on someone's door at 10 11 in the morning and say that out of the blue as a cold call i'm here to sell you insurance usually they get the door slammed on their face and this guy started saying something like before they would slam the door he would say something like thank you for your business and the reason <clears throat> he started saying that is because it creates a doubt that i didn't buy anything from you right this fellow is under the impression i have bought something am i being charged some money is something going away from me so when he used that sentence his sales ratio went up and the reason his sales ratio went up is because they asked i didn't buy anything from you and he said uh, and then he explains how that you know it allows for the conversation to go on and i'm also somebody who's trying to make a living and you know uh, instead of being able to sell uh, to one person every 10 doors that he would knock on he is now able to sell to three or four people for every 10 doors that he knocks on um so people found a lot of uh, you know power in his story of saying that every no is only getting me closer to a yes so you know you have to look at rejections and disappointments in that manner uh winners will do it one more time so don't waste your time in hit and trial learn from people who have walked that journey before because there are answers um see when you come across failure you will either become bitter or you will become better and that is a choice that you make yes. right so there are only two perspectives either you were successful and you achieved the results that you wanted to achieve or you will do better the next time you learned a lesson when you operate at this numbers game from that perspective then you become unstoppable okay thank you savin that was a very powerful episode uh i think this is something that's preying on the minds of a majority of professionals and you cleared a lot of myths around uh this conversation of a promotion or getting a salary hike yeah it's you know a lot of people keep feeling that this is a right it's an annual event that is supposed to occur it's not an annual event you are paid for your merit you know so if you've performed you get it a review is an annual event yes mm. but just because you've existed in that organization it's not a birthright that you're supposed to get a raise that year it doesn't work that way um 
So that's something that people need to come to terms with. You are paid for the value of the results that you deliver. Absolutely. Thank you Great. so much. See you in the next episode. Yep. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Headquarters, the most comprehensive career podcast dedicated to building exceptional careers. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this with someone you think would benefit from the ideas and the insights shared on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Overcast, Castro, or Breaker. If you want to learn more about building an extraordinary career for yourself, I invite you to come attend my free Power Up Your Career live workshop. In this workshop, I will teach you the step-by-step -step process of landing your dream job in less than 90 days. The link to register is in the description below and I will see you live at the workshop.